0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for stopping by and lending me your ears. Hi, I'm Nick Hill, just your average friendly neighborhood IT guy, learning to tackle the bigger questions in life, DIY style. Here's my vision for this podcast and what you can expect. It will be conversations with people I meet about learning and about growing DIY. Do it yourself. Talks about things that matter. Sometimes we banter, sometimes we deep dive. Some of it will make sense, some of it won't. But at the very least, it is a perspective. It's just friends having conversations, armchair experts giving their advice, and a few people trying to be articulate. As for me, I'll just enjoy asking burning questions. So on this episode, my first ever episode, I've invited a dear friend and a resident expert in my life for everything that can be articulated, to talk about growing up. If you're wondering why her, here's why. The other day I found myself convinced that history belongs to the articulate. People who transfer their thoughts into word, written or spoken are the ones who record the passage of time and history as we know it. If it wasn't for them writing down their perceptions and their memories, we might not have anything to look back to. And my guest today has a pen mightier than the sword. Or on second thoughts, I think it's a MacBook. So my hope is to at least match, if not better, the degree of expression that she brings to this world. If I had to choose one person who I should start this journey of articulate reflection with, it's this person also she does have some experience being on a podcast so i'm hoping that she will show me the ropes today meet the lovely shama krishna who's a 30 something year old who spent most of her formative years between uae and india her twitter handle says she's baby number one snuggler extraordinaire loves cats comics and coffee scouser for life Tabletop gamer and dice goblin. Okay, literal translation she's a competitive social drinker influenced heavily by Bollywood, loves coziness and everything that contributes to the cozy, a Liverpool FC fan, great time to be one, and a connoisseur of fine dice. She's currently a copy editor at the National Daily of UAE, Gulf News, and she's a graduate in media and entertainment. She's also worked for the New Indian Express and has written over 200 articles for the Gulf News. So without further ado, I give you my conversation with Shama Krishnakumar. I was thinking maybe there's a fun activity that we could start off with.
1: Oh, (laughs) thanks.
0: If I were to ask you Mm. to describe yourself in one word...
2: One word is really, really hard. One word. oh, it, it could be nerd
0: nerd. Hmm. So why do you think that's the word that you find yourself most associated to?
2: The thing about uh, the I think the main thing about nerds is that they get super obsessive about one thing and get into it. I'm not that, but I get super obsessed about different things every day. It's like I fall in love with a new thing every day and I want to like deep dive into it. So whether it's board games or whether it's reading books or whether it's watching movies or TV shows, I like to get in and sort of like explore it fully. So yeah, I guess that's why I'm And when I was in school, I was the textbook nerd. I was always with my books and I always wanted to come first in class and all of that shit. Like everything that's called nerdy, that I was that textbook nerd.
0: So, in my head, when I say nerd, and I was a nerd as well, like I did the whole, hey, I need to get A plus, otherwise my parents are going to beat the hell out of me, Um, but I also think nerdy about people being introverted, Mm. so do you find yourself being introverted also?
2: Uh, I mean, if anyone saw me or has met me or has spent any amount of time with me, would say, no, Shama is an extrovert, but I usually label myself as an introvert because I'm not uh completely comfortable around people i like to blend into the walls like i'm on the fly on the wall and i like to observe but being a part of a group i like to be the silent one not the one who's always talking but i don't know do, do you feel that way about me like would you say i'm an introvert
0: i don't think you're an introvert See? but i
2: think i'm an introvert all the time i need support when i go to meet people like i don't do meeting people alone like i usually take my partner or slash hush husband along with me everywhere one of the major reasons i married the guy is because he's so outgoing and it helps me be more outgoing as well so yeah i would say i'm a mix of both, but mostly introverted rather than extroverted
0: and that makes sense Mm. i remember one of the time when we took this personality test Mm -hmm. and a lot of people got hey you're introverted a lot of people got hey you're extroverted and then there was a group of people who said what if i'm both
2: yeah exactly yeah and then
0: there was this Conversation about a term called ambivert, where you could be a mix of both Mm. depending on the situation. Yeah, and I feel like a majority of people might fall into that category. Mm. And also, a lot of people get confused about what is it that
2: makes you an extrovert or an introvert. Correct. Yeah. See, that's another definition. I like going out. I like doing things, but that doesn't mean I'm naturally an extrovert. I have to make an effort to do those things. I have to like mentally prepare myself before I go out, do things my the time i enjoy most is me alone reading my book or me alone with my cat or me watching a tv show or me just being by myself that's my natural state of being but going out i make an effort for it because i enjoy it like i enjoy learning from different people and enjoy group activities like board gaming and stuff like that but that doesn't make me completely an extrovert as well so Hmm. but anyone who saw my life from afar or who was following me on instagram would Instantly jump to the conclusion that I'm an extrovert, which I'm not at all. So yeah.
0: So you're? Would you say you're an introvert who's picked up certain key skills. lifestyles yes, of yes. an extrovert?
2: Yes, definitely. I think me. So this ties back to me being nerdy. Like I like getting into certain things, and some of those things, the choices that I've made that I've made over time has led to me doing these outdoor or like being around people.
0: And now I'm at a loss because I've forgotten <laughs> half of the things that we but, just spoke about. <laughs> no, like, what
2: about you then? Do you do you call yourself completely an extrovert or an introvert? Or
0: I think I'm in that ambivert hmm. category. So one of the understandings that I got initially when I said that I'm an extrovert because I like to be social is the question I ask myself is where do I get energy from? And I don't mean the whole universe slash energy thing. How do you recharge your batteries, mm-hmm. to put it metaphorically? Okay. Do you recharge your batteries when you go out networking? Mm-hmm. Or do you recharge your batteries when you're sitting at home reading yeah. a book? In this case, you're clearly saying that you recharge your batteries when you read a book.
1: Yeah.
0: You feel more refreshed. Mm-hmm. You feel like you rested well, even though you did an activity. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I do both which is why yeah. cuz I do enjoy having social events mm. and gatherings but I also like having this reflective moment
2: what is your favorite alone activity alone time activity that you like doing to... uh... <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> <I'm> so... <laughs> <laughs> no how do you recharge your batteries if you were alone you know like what like for me it's reading or spending time with my cat oh my god moving forward
1: <laughs> so
0: Shama, i can't believe you asked me that <laughs> oh man I, <laughs> no i'd say gaming i gaming? I, okay. I i love gaming hmm. but then now gaming also has a sh- social aspect to yeah. it where after a point you don't want to game by yourself you want to invite your friends and have this social environment around it as well i think even the gaming industry recognizes Mm -hmm. that so which is why there's so much of multiplayer and people just feeding on the fact Mm -hmm. that you know humans need social Social interaction Yeah. But
2: see, that's the thing, right? But all of these social interactions are happening in the digital space. though. Most of this is happening on the digital space. Even you and me, we talk, we meet often enough, but a lot of our interaction happens online, like on Instagram and Facebook or chatting on WhatsApp or sharing memes, like memes are one of the ways we talk. So does that make you more social just because you're talking digitally? Is that also, is that you also being social there or is that you being in your safe space and then, you know, doing, interacting the- Does that mean you're an extrovert?
0: Funnily enough, I don't consider social media as being social. Mm. To me, being social is, even though I'm a digital IT guy, I think being social means actually connecting with people physically, face-to-face. Even a virtual meeting doesn't help. Mm. I've realized in my work that even if you have a virtual meeting, even if if you don't have your webcam on, It is so difficult Mm. to connect with somebody, know what kind of a mood they're in, Mm. what they went through during the day.
1: Mm.
0: Imagine if you met that person face-to-face, you would realize something's wrong, something's off about the person. That's gone in a Mm. virtual meeting. You just assume that everybody's in that space of collaboration and go. We're going to do work now. (laughs) As opposed to -to face-to-face, which I think... In my first couple of years, I thought, yeah, I mean, what's wrong with virtual meetings? Yeah. Of course, everyone just jumps on it, easy peasy. Mm. It should be piece of it should be a piece of cake. Yeah, but in actuality, it isn't. I'm starting to learn the nuances of face to face and the uh, advantages yeah. of when you are face to face. So, to answer your question, social media isn't really being social, if you were to ask me.
2: But you haven't answered my real, the original question, which was. Uh... Yeah, you did actually, the
0: gaming part, part right? That was, cool. Yeah. okay, cool. It, it's my de facto mm. recharge of my batteries, even though it's draining my batteries on the side. Mm-hmm. My eyes might be dying yeah. looking at the screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. my mind is definitely a, a lot more uh, rested. After, after i do
2: that but even though it's like a very it is a strenuous I mean, right like you're doing so much your brain's on like fire right you're doing so many things you're, you're, you're pressing your buttons. you're trying to engage you're doing so much but it still you.
0: yeah that's yeah. the irony of it yeah.
2: that's cool that's awesome Yeah, I, li- I
0: like how we're talking about everything <laughs> except <laughs> except the theme of today's episode maybe... what?
2: okay tell us about the theme of the episode then. yeah
0: maybe i just change the theme of the episode oh we, yeah. we can do yeah. that as well no, but um, I'm, I'm trying to look for things that we discuss right now, mm. which segue into, into the this theme of the episode. Uh, so the theme of the episode is about growing up. Mm. And yeah. the reason I chose growing up as the first episode theme mm. for this series mm. is because I have realized that whether you like it or not, at any age, you're always growing up. And that's a realization that came to me a bit late.
1: Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> initially I thought, okay, you know what? I am 30 years old now and that means I've, I'm a grown-up. Mm. I've learned things and now I can just be.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah. unfortunately, yeah. that's not the case. Yeah. Everyone learns every day and growing up is something that we have to do every day. Mm. Sometimes it's learning something that you've never known about. Something, it's about learning something that was always there, but you were ignorant to it. So, which is why I think growing up is an important topic that we just put to the side, brush under the carpet. So, I wanted to talk about growing up Mm. and understand if you've ever thought about or reflected upon growing up in general. Mm. And then maybe just ask you a few questions that... Even the listeners could ask themselves, yeah. introspect, find out some answers and see where they go from that.
2: I don't know if I'm the best person to talk about growing per- growing up because I feel like I've blocked so much of my childhood away. Like, I don't know, it feels unnatural to me that I don't remember so much of my uh, childhood. I don't know if that's the case with you, but a lot of, there are chunks of time which I have no recollection of. I have no idea how I spent my summers or what I was doing. Like, I have vague ideas but I don't have like a clear picture of day-to-day life what what were we doing what were we talking about and that's Probably because a large chunk of my childhood I grew up with my grandparents in Kerala in a small town Which meant most of the time we had very little to do apart from go to school come back And my social circle at school was big, but we never met outside of school. So outside of school It was just me and my sister hanging out with my grandparents and they're old so there's only so many things you can do together so I think I've blocked out a lot of that and yeah be- which is why I think like talking about growing up might be a little bit more harder for me but but when you ask me this question the first answer that came to me was me being married now like I just got married three months ago and that was definitely me feeling grown up like mm. that was definitely a awakening of sorts to being an adult. I always considered myself an adult. Even when I was growing up as a child, like when, when I was 10, 11, I felt a lot more mature than my years then. I, that's probably because I was always with my books and I felt like I was like I knew more than other people, which is probably stupid. I didn't know as much. But now being married, being having my own house, having my own space, having to take care of that space and take care of someone else has definitely been growing up moment for me and i'm still in that phase right now where it's constantly hitting me that you're an adult you're an adult you're an adult so it's a little daunting but fun as well so
0: okay well was there a specific moment where it hit you the hardest
2: i think uh having to get up and make breakfast every morning (laughs) like after the fifth day i was kind of like this is the rest of my life right now if not me my husband will have to do it but it's this is the rest of your life. You have to do this. You don't have a choice. You have to get up and make food and feed yourself. Like till now, it was even though I've lived by myself for a long time, it was basically taking getting takeout or you know just going out and eating. But uh, now th- this constant reminder that you have to like take care of yourself, like keep yourself alive. It's a very basic thing, but the con Having to constantly think about it is very... It makes you think... Suddenly makes you think that you're an adult. Did you have that moment when you got married?
0: Funnily (laughs) enough, no.
2: Okay. (laughs) Is that because you didn't have to cook?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think... uh, I'm I'm trying to put this into perspective as to why I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe because... And, and in my life, what I've thought of whenever I've taken steps
2: mm.
0: is I've done some sort of due diligence. Mm.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: Whether I pla- intended it yeah. or not. Mm. And because of that, and they, don't get me wrong, there have been shocks in my of life course. as well. Yeah. But specifically for marriage,
1: mm.
0: I think for me it was easy to like a
1: ease in. Yeah, okay.
0: But relationships. Mm. Just in general, whether it's my brother, parents, my wife, Mm. friends, that Mm. has been shocking every now and then.
2: (laughs) Oh, tell me one example.
0: So for example, Mm. just listening. Okay. I always thought, uh, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I never thought second degree Mm. to where that person was coming from. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying Mm. and I see the situations or the reasons why you might say that Mm. but it never went to the point of why is that person thinking that way which gives you an additional idea of where that person's coming from Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that is essential yeah (laughs) I've grown up to know that it's essential to know where people are coming from so you have a fair idea as to why they're saying the things that they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to misunderstand. It's very easy to miscommunicate. Yeah. So if if I were to go to <laughs> what is mine growing up,
1: mm.
0: or the point where I think that I've grown up, is actually very recently, just last year, where I realized that, hey, I need to go a little deeper think a bit deeper Mm. and sometimes we don't have the time to do that
2: no we don't i mean the thing is even though we're good friends we're close we've been meeting for what four years now and we meet almost every other weekend we have conversations but it's still very hard to know the person right like i still don't know so much about you like your childhood or your college times like it comes about it comes in spurts and goes but we don't actually sit down like dig deep Like, there's so many things you might not know about me or Imad or Melvina or... I mean, you know Melvina, but I I might not know so many things about her, which I really don't. I don't know about her childhood that much. I don't know about how she was in college, all of those things. And it's so important. Like, I know my college friends well, but that's because we grew up together, right? We had that time together. Like, you would know Niket and your other friends. You've spent a quality... I mean, a big chunk of time together. So these conversations definitely need to go deeper like you said hmm. and i totally agree with that that when we do get together it would be interesting to just sit down and talk talk and i think we always think that these things should happen naturally but maybe not you know maybe we should just sometimes just say hey let's get together and talk like really talk and it might help
1: which is what we're doing
2: with this podcast i guess yes also.
0: yeah so, so we were out with a couple of friends yesterday and funnily enough every time we've met them we feel like we have unfinished conversations. Okay. So that is a good feeling yeah, to have.
2: Yeah, for sure. And you want to get back to it at some point. Yeah. It makes you look forward to the next time you want to continue the conversation.
0: Even if we said we're going to stop at 10 p.m., we've stopped at 12 yeah. p.m., 1 p.m. That's and
2: awesome.
0: We just want to get back to the next one. So where maybe we won't even go back to the same things we discussed. But time just flies yeah, as
1: you're awesome. having
0: that conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, and as a 25-year-old or even <laughs> a 20-year-old, I would think, like, what, conversations? <laughs> that's, not, that's not cool. Can we go play video games now?
2: I don't know. I had, uh, uh, so this is another thing. Growing up, I mean, and by growing up, I mean when I was in college, conversations was a big part of our social group, like, we were all art students, so we were all studying literature, journalism, psychology. So it meant we had like deeper conversations about these things. We talked about like lofty ideas and you know, art and so it was a very integral part of how I grew up in that like during my twenties. So conversations were a very, very important part for me. So that makes me a better journalist as well, because it I I can ask the questions and I can also listen to what the other person is saying and maybe follow up with a better question or help people talk. And I think I'm good at that, hopefully. Let's see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you feel like you're channeling that into the work that you do
2: I hope day? so. Like, for me, m- me being a journalist, uh, I always thought I'd write about actual... I shouldn't see actual news, all news is news. But I thought I'd be covering more civic issues, writing about what's happening in the real world, real life, which I did... But that was just for two years back in India, in Bangalore. And uh, it was fun, it was interesting, it was draining, but it was also very rewarding to be able to do that, tell real stories about real people. Now that I've come to Dubai and I've joined Gulf News, and I didn't have any choice in the matter, I I joined Tabloid, which meant I was writing about entertainment. But it's also a good thing because I come from that background. I come from a literary background, I come from, I did my MBA in film production and film marketing and film distribution, so I'm interested in films. So writing about that has also become very easy for me. I've forgotten why we started this point of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 coming back to it, my writing also still very much um, sort of reflects my ideas. The ideas that I took into writing about civic issues, the same ideas I take into writing about movies and uh, TV shows. So.
0: so your core belief? about that yeah. is still the same same, the same, before we dive into core, core beliefs, beliefs. Yes. I, I do want to go back and ask you if there's uh, you specified uh, specified mm. <laughs> you mentioned mm. marriage mm. as being one of the points in your life where you said hey Delting. this is this is me growing up yeah do you have any other moments that you think
2: There was one other moment that came to my mind. This was when I got my first job after I did my MBA, which was, uh, this was in Bombay. You have an MBA? Yes, I do. What? See, you didn't know me. You don't know me at all. Yeah, after my BA in Literature, Journalism and Psychology, I went on to do my MBA because my parents insisted I must do an MBA and like a good South Indian girl, I did what my parents told me to do and I got an MBA, but I got to pick... What I did an MBA about, so I did it about film marketing and distribution, which I did got to do in Bombay. And it was fun, uh, and I learned a lot. And uh, after that, I got my first job as, and this was a job placement that I got through college. So I was working with a film marketing company, and it was a very small setup. We had, we were like the boss, and we were like five people. Out of which two were senior people, and the three of us were new, and all of us coming from Whistling Woods, which was the university and
0: uh, wait wait let, let pause right there <laughs> your university was called whistling
1: Woods. yeah
2: it's a film school that was set up by that is that had been set up by subhash a okay. filmmaker so yeah. he, they have a entire college university can i just say how
0: cool that name is
2: whistling woods yeah i really <laughs> like it I, I the time i spent at whistling woods was some of the best because it was just we were in this like film world in the middle of nowhere in bombay which was in the uh I forget the name of the place, but it was basically in the middle of a forest, so in the jungle basically. Okay. It so was it was really inspired nice. by the location. Yeah, yeah, it was so beautiful and it, it was a great time because we got to sort of meet people from the film industry almost every week, like we would have class classes with them, so we learned a lot. Basically, anyway, so the first job that I got was in a film marketing company and three of us were newcomers, but. After the second day, I realized that this boss of ours was the worst. She was this autocratic, uh, mean person who, would, who likes to pick on people for no reason. That was like she got her kicks from picking on people who were slow or didn't meet her standards. So my classmate, who had also joined with me, was kind of slow when it came to his work or whatever. But he was picking up. It was our second day. You can't expect us to be greater jobs on our first job on our first day. So she was being super mean and she was giving out these weird vibes. And it, our work basically started at around 8, 8.30 in the morning. And this is Bombay, so you're struggling. To get from where I was staying to get to our workplace, I had to take two trains and a cab ride plus some amount of walking, which meant I was leaving home at 6.30. And everyone was doing the same. This is what Bombay life is, right? So we're doing all of that plus long hours. And on top of that, this woman's screaming at people all the time. And I realized that my classmate slash workmate at this point was going to quit. There was no way he was going to put up with this, and he didn't have a choice. She was
0: physically screaming. Yeah,
2: yeah. She was constantly demeaning this person for no reason, and really hard insults. You know, it's not, none of it is constructive. She's not teaching him anything. She's just being mean. So by the fourth day, I had a choice whether to stick with this person who liked me at this point. She really uh, liked my work, which. Which is okay. It's not even that great work, but and she gave me this important assignment that we'd go to Delhi to promote one of Shah Ali Khan's movies. I don't even remember which one it was, but we were supposed to travel with Shah Ali Khan, go to Delhi. We were setting up this whole thing, and by then I had to make a choice whether I was going to stick with this job or do I tell her that I'm done. Like I cannot stick around with people that I do not respect. Why would I want to do that? So I spoke to a lot of people. A lot of people gave me different advice, but. Most number of people said, stick with the job. This is your first job. You're getting exposure. You're get, getting to do a big movie. You'll get to work on bigger movies. And she was, all, this is like a segue, but she was also very close to Shah Rukh Khan, which meant, <laughs> which meant she was best friends with him. Like, she was really close. Like, she was like, okay, I'm going to like Shah Rukh's house today. I'm going to chill with him. And I'm like, oh, for people who don't know, I'm a huge fan of Shah Rukh Khan. So all of these things, right? Like, all of these things were sort of playing with my head as to, yes, I should stick it out, like, get some experience and then maybe leave. But my, again, this comes back to core beliefs as well, but I cannot work for someone I do not respect, right? Even though she may be treating me fine, but I do not like the way she treats someone else. So I had a conversation with my dad, and I still, I'm so glad, like, even now, my dad tells me that if you're in a situation where you do not respect a person, or you feel like you're being treated unfairly, or someone else is being treated unfairly, you should speak up. And I did... So I had a conversation with her and I was like, I cannot put up with this. Like, I know this is this doesn't work for me and it's either you change something or I want to leave, which basically meant I got the boot and I left. So that felt like a very grown up thing for me to do at that point, to make that decision and leave something that would have been really good for me. And I, it was paying well, all of those things, but leaving it. So yeah, that was an adulting moment. Yeah, yeah.
0: so that that's an experience that will stay with you. Yeah, for sure. For the rest <laughs> of your life, where yep. you said there was indecision. Yeah. But and you had pros and cons, yeah. and you had a choice to make, and eventually yeah. you did what you felt was right. Yeah. And but you had.
2: It more... changed my career in like a drastic way because I never went back to the film industry in that sense again. Even mm-hmm. though I did an entire MBA and it, and it could have been my career. For the longest time, but I decided to leave. So yeah.
0: More importantly, I also feel you dealt with the aftermath of it.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Which is even more growing (laughs) up.
2: Yeah, that conversation was really hard, by the way. It was a very hard conversation because again that she she dealt with it in a very unprofessional manner, right? The way she spoke. Like you have to treat other people as adults even though i i might have been just 21 22 and you were she was probably in her 40s late 40s but it doesn't make me any lesser than you are and my experiences are as valid as yours so yeah it was definitely a growing up moment like
0: that so speaking of horrible bosses Mm. one of my growing growing up moments was my first job here in dubai Mm -hmm. as well similar situation it was a small company we had four three people to start off with then we became four people and this was my first time not at a job so to speak Mm. but my first job ever was a different situation
1: okay
0: it was i was working i was staying with my parents i was still going to a nine to five job where i did something which may or may not impact the overall working of that company okay but this job meant things that i do actually led to things breaking or forming in in that company and the biggest struggle that i had was communicating with this person Mm -hmm. and the swings between communication yeah this person would not physically shout because he was working remotely he would send emails Mm. in caps (laughs) where even though he's not physically shouting, but you You feel like you've been shouted (laughs) at. Yeah. You feel guilty. Yeah. And you second guess yourself. You don't know whether you've done the right thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe you've not even been instructed in the right way for you to know what is right and what is wrong. So you're confused.
1: Yeah.
0: You're disappointed Mm. in yourself you feel guilty
1: yeah
0: and it's just a very bad place to be in Mm.
2: so how did you deal with
0: it (laughs) i literally (laughs) the one thing that i do remember is i literally handed out personality tests to my (laughs) colleagues (laughs) because that was the organized thing to do in my my head where i find out because even my colleagues at that point, they didn't understand what I was going through, mm. even though I tried to explain to them, yeah. this is what I feel and this is where I'm struggling. And then I never got, not validation, mm. but just feedback yeah. saying that, oh, have you tried this? Yeah, Because exactly. even they were growing up.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, But that person was just difficult to communicate mm. with. And a lot of the feedback that I got was, you know what? He's just being himself. You mm. get used to it.
2: Yeah, see? Yeah.
0: And I had similar situations where I needed to be in Dubai. Working with him meant mm-hmm. I have a two-year visa. Yeah. As well as me doing my master's on the site. True. So okay, I yeah. had a thick schedule where 9 to 6 I was working and 6 to 9 I was going for a class three times a week. Yeah. It wasn't the hardest. I was it's managing it. Yeah. But that paycheck also meant that I'm paying for my tuition fees. So
2: you stuck through for two years?
0: I did stick for two th- for two years yes.
2: wow that's amazing cool so did you have like did you, did the person change over the two years or he no? did
0: not <laughs> <laughs> he definitely gave me a learning up lesson where yeah. it meant that sometimes situations are bad yeah sometimes yeah, of course. you have to just stick it through yeah but the minute situations change mm. You can choose yeah, exactly. what's good for you.
2: Yeah, I want to say that obviously I'm blessed enough or I was lucky enough to have the backing of my parents to quit that job. Not everyone has the luxury to do that. So I definitely was in a good place at the time where my parents were still supporting me and I had the option to explore and do my own thing. And right after I left that job, I was unemployed for six months. So that was the dark fear of my life. Even though I made that choice, I had to stick with it, obviously. And the consequence was that six months I was unemployed. So it sent me to dark places because i was so used to doing things every day and to not be able to do that and constantly giving interviews and not being able to find something especially in a place like bombay which can like run you down when you don't have money and you don't don't have things to do it, it was hard but i'm i would still stick by that decision that I'm, yeah. that I'm glad that i did
0: so how long did you work at this job five days five days
2: yeah <laughs> it was it was so the choice was either stick with it and go do that whole delhi thing which meant flying alone with her and which i was up for the responsibility i was up for but dealing with this person who i know is shit like i can't compare i I don't have words to compare like explain to you the depths of her evilness right so yeah i had to tell her before that event either i'm sticking or i'm leaving so and having that conversation i thought Having that conversation would probably change either my mind or her mind and something would happen. But it didn't, obviously. The way that the conversation ended, I was so sure that I'm getting out of this. So it had to be, Yeah. I didn't have a choice at yeah. the end of that.
0: Well, I just want people to know that me sticking out two years <laughs> doesn't give me any credit. If no, of any, course yeah. if, if anything.
2: No, it does, for sure.
0: No, if anything, it actually is something that leads to something that I'm currently working on okay. also is about being a people pleaser.
1: Okay. Mm. Because
0: sometimes I tend to just go with the flow, Mm. so to speak,
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: even though I don't internally feel good about it.
2: But I just stick with it. That's another thing about growing up. So yeah, this this brings me to my third and final point about growing up. Learning to say no. And I don't have specific examples to sort of... Nothing clicks in my head right now. But over the last year, and this was sort of my new year's resolution last year to say no to things and i did and it was so freeing because it meant i have so much more time to myself to do things i really want as opposed to things that were just about like saying no to meeting certain people when i don't really want to saying no to activities that i don't want to do like um, even things like just things with my partner right like in the early half of our relationship i'd say yes to everything which meant whatever he was doing i was doing but by like now we have a good balance of things that we can do separately and also do together so arriving at that took some time but yeah that was definitely a growing up moment for me saying no to things
0: which part of saying no is the hardest for you
2: the i think it's also a mix of fomo also like the fear of missing out on things so that's really hard for me to con Control that and say, it's fine. There will be more experiences. For me, everything feels like, if you don't do it now, you'll never do it again. But I've gotten over that fear now. So that's really hard for me, definitely. Missing out on things. Now that I've said no enough times, I know that things still come back to you, right? You can still do those things later on. So, yeah, that was definitely the hardest part.
0: For me, the hardest part, FOMO not as much. Mm. But it's about the way... people? <laughs> well, maybe... In a way, yes, mm. but maybe even not that much. And I'm gonna sound super selfish when I say this: mm. is the way people perceive me.
2: Okay, yeah, sure. I, I want to yeah. be
0: perceived as the nice, yeah. the jolly guy, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. Santa Claus, yeah. but just in general. You know, this guy
2: is. That's so hard for me to believe, though. You don't give off that vibe at all. Maybe that's part of <laughs> you being that person. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. I'm
0: dying inside,
1: though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, but i I actually get that as well. I think I've gotten this criticism at work and in real life from people that have been really close to me that I've always saying trying to please people. like I don't say what's on my mind immediately. like i'm I'm usually like trying to like just smooth things over. I don't like confrontations. I don't like stirring things up, so I'm just like going, yes,
0: I yes, particularly yes. like <laughs> harmony.
2: okay, yeah, exactly, right. Then it's fine. Like even at work, I don't get people who, go full out and sort of like say whatever's on their mind immediately. I like to think about it, like cool down, think about it. And if I really have something to say, say it in a nice email. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't like confrontations, but sometimes confrontations work, right? Like you need constructive uh, conversations that happen through outbursts. sometimes. outbursts happen and then you talk about it. And I feel like there have been, I have had missed chances because I don't speak out when I should. So, yeah, that's another thing about people pleasing. It can work against you all the time.
0: I'm a fan of conversations. Yeah. As you can see. Yes.
2: (laughs) But not confrontations. Case in point.
0: I'm a fan of confrontations also. Really? But here's what I don't like about confrontations. Mm. The assumption is that people going into conversations or confrontations are in the same state of mind Mm. to accept and receive feedback. But the reality is that they're not. Mm. You can never be, you can never prepare enough to be in the same (laughs) state of mind. And sometimes it's just the things that you say or the things that you listen that trigger you or give you that stimuli where you go into that dark place Mm. and then there's no coming back.
2: Mm. Yeah, Uh, this has worked. I mean, this is something, again, coming back to the marriage point, again, something that we're working on as a couple, or as relationship-wise, to be able to confront each other. For the longest time, I used to refuse to fight. Even if I'm mad, i will be like, everything's fine. So now we're learning... Like, Imad's always ready. Like, if he has something on his mind, he'll say it. And he says it nicely. I cannot do that. If I'm mad, I will say it in a way that's ugly, or I'm crying, or it's all over the place. And because of that, I refuse to do it. Because I know it's going to turn ugly, or I'm going to be crying. But now I'm sort of learning to just let go do it anyway and you'll feel so much better afterwards that's another part of growing up
0: yeah so So do you find yourself communicating better now yeah
2: for sure definitely I've in especially the last even before we got married in fact the whole planning a marriage or a wedding is so hardcore right like there's so much that going into it like your money your time everything's going into this big black hole of this one night that you're planning so during that time we learned how to sort of talk about expectations versus reality, all of that stuff. So yeah, definitely better communicators right now. At least in my personal life. I don't know about my outside, like socially and at work, I'm still working at it.
0: Yeah. Another point of growing up Mm. is again managing these three realms Mm. at the same time together and being in that state of mind where you're zen in all (laughs) three of them, which is highly impossible because when personally, if you're down, you might be up in your career Career, and maybe socially you're down as well Mm. and it's like these what it makes me think of are these old school music players which had equalizers oh yes some of them were automatic (laughs) some of them were manual where you could change them but you wish you could change them but in Mm. actuality there's a lot of forces in play and it's way too complicated for you to even think you can control it
2: yeah Uh, for me i've learned to sort of prioritize what's more important to me So for me, I've always said, job is fine. I've always been career oriented in the sense that I I know that I always want to be working in some capacity or the other. And I am totally driven towards it. But I've always realized that for me, my personal life matters more than anything else. When the day at work ends, when I go home, I don't want to think about work. So for me, when I'm at work, I will give it my all. But I'm like, this ends here because for me, I'm working so I can have a better personal life, right? I'm not working. It's not the other way around. So, for me, work is an ends to a, me- a means to an end, basically. So, that's the way I prioritize it. So, for me, I put most of my resources in trying to make my personal life and social life better than
0: anything else. Yeah. Play so, a game of Katan with life. <laughs> basically. Manage your resources. Manage your resources.
2: Yeah. It, that, that's really helped me, actually, to sort of... Because otherwise, I take everything so... I mean, I'm an emotional person. I don't show it outside. I don't know if I've shown it outside enough, but I... I get emotionally affected very easily, and if I don't put that, sort of, tell myself that you need to draw a line here, everything spills over everywhere. So at work, I tell myself, this is just work, and everything else you can take into your, which I don't know, sometimes I take everything to my personal life, and that might not be great either. Like, you can't put all your hopes on one thing, all your dreams into one thing as well. It's all a work in progress. progress yeah. yeah, it's and that's the thing about
0: growing up, right? It's it's always going to be work in progress, yeah. whether you like it or or you don't. But my point, in addition to what you said about managing resources, mm. is an hour blanked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you'll come to it. You'll come to it. I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember where it was when when no, I was? Like, it'll it'll come fine. back
0: to me when it comes comes back to me. Okay, cool.
2: Um, oh, cool. Oh, so see, na- I had three. I, I actually thought I wouldn't have anything to say about growing up, but I have.
0: So, if, if you were to list it down mm. for my bad memory, yeah. it would be...
2: Uh, Marriage was the first, which is yeah. the most recent one. Then the second one was the quitting job. the job. Yeah. Did I say a third one? Saying no. Saying, Saying no. no.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, it's not a singular I- event, yeah. but multiple events of yeah. when you say no.
2: Yeah. But okay. I definitely remember it was last year when I decided to do it. It was my... 2000, i mean 2019 new year's resolution and i remember saying it in this house we were here when mm. when i made the resolution so
0: yeah. all right cool. and look at you 2020 resolution yeah podcast host
2: exactly this house has brought
0: you good stuff
2: <laughs> it has helped, yeah so see new year's resolutions another thing a lot of people say it's crap but it's not you should definitely make a goal for yourself every year and try to like go through like this podcast for you i'm guessing is kind of like a resolution it is. Hmm.
0: I hundred percent agree. Even though I'm fighting on the inside <laughs> just for no reason yeah. <laughs> that time shouldn't be a barrier for you to set goals. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. should be able to start a goal on the fourteenth day of the twelfth month
2: for sure of yeah.
0: whatever year hmm. it is. Don't let because that's what happens to us. Like the running joke here is the maximum number of gym memberships is in January. January, yeah. Why? Because people Organized time to turn over a new yeah. leaf at the turn of an event. Yeah. And the end of the year is perfect time. Um, another really cool idea that I heard yesterday mm. and completely off topic, this was a video about dimensions. Okay. It's just a physicist yeah. trying to explain dimensions to a 10-year-old kid, <laughs> to a college-going student, mm. to a working person, yeah. and, and then finally to an expert in the matter.
1: Yeah.
0: And the idea that if you think about time, it's time is different for everyone. Hmm. Hence, for us to agree on a certain time, we've got a central system that says, follow this, yeah. and we're all on unified time. Exactly. Whether yeah. it's the Gregorian calendar yeah. or just this one timekeeping system that's in Greenwich yeah. that decides what it is, but if you think about it, we're all experiencing time in a different way um and w- which is the way it should be mm. so if you were to set a goal it should be at your own pace, pace and sure. at, at your own time yeah. doesn't mean that you should wait for the gregorian calendar yeah, no, to no, change sure. yeah. or the lunar calendar or let it be the year of the rat or the year of the <laughs> dragon for you to be a new person mm. do it at your own pace mm. but also don't let time be a deciding
2: factor yeah sure don't wait for like 2021 to set your next goal obviously but like for me what helps is that it gives me some direction like I have started things in the middle of a year at the end of a year whatever but for me like you said I like some organization in my life and I'm all over the place so something the calendar definitely helps me like this year's 2020 goal is to read 25 books in a year which I could E- have easily done when i was a kid i used to read, read around like 50 60 books a year easily like and we have the time obviously now we don't have as much but this year my goal is to read 25 books and this will come into our conversation le- later as well but reading is so 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 important and for me this year it's so this also ties into my thing about wanting to be a better communicator better speaker youth um you said earlier that um what was the word that you used? Sorry.
0: Being articulate.
2: Articulate, yes. Oh my god. See <laughs> the, I, I you, you used articulate at least like five, six times in your intro. But I'm not articulate enough, at least from my how I see myself. As a writer I am. As a speaker, I'm not. So hopefully reading consistently will also help me become a better communicator or speaker. But maybe I should practice speaking more than reading.
0: <laughs> no, no, I think reading is what leads you to speak, yeah. also? The thing
2: is, the words I already have. Like, I've practiced it enough for my life. That's all I've been doing most of my life. Just reading or writing, one or the other. But the speaking part, I don't know how you will know that better than me because you're a Toastmaster and you're okay with speaking in public and all of that. I can't. Like, the most public speaking I've done recently was. I don't even know when was the last time I've done, at the wedding, when I did my vows. That was the most public speaking I've done. And that was, I just had to look at my husband and say a few words. But I haven't done actual public speaking since school. And it terrifies me. Like, I always wonder that, I mean, right now as a journalist, I never have to speak publicly. Unless I'm interviewing a person. And even then, I'm speaking just to one person. And it may get recorded and put somewhere else. But... In the moment, it's just two people. But I can't look at 20 people and speak. And I want to learn that. Yeah. So...
0: What I take away from this, uh, like a macro Mm. aspect of this, is sometimes we need to grow up because we feel the need to, Mm. but sometimes we need to grow up even though there isn't a need to. Mm. For example, you mentioned there isn't a need for public speaking in your career, in your day-to-day life, but... I guess the question is why not?
2: Why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? There is a need for it. Yeah. Why not? But but, but
0: you still you still be, gonna try. It
2: would be a great skill, and I think it'll help in different ways. Like it makes you a more confident person. It'll probably help in my day-to-day interactions with different people as well, more confident putting putting my ideas across in a more convincing way, right? Like I have certain beliefs, and we will come to beliefs, I'm guessing, at some point at this. So when I try to explain certain things to certain people, whether it's politics or whether it's different things. I want to be able to say it in a way that will help someone else understand it. better. I, do, I don't want to be angry or come from a place of like pure passion, but be able to say it in an articulate manner, which will help someone understand where I'm coming from. So, yeah, let's
0: see. yeah, because you mentioned Toastmasters, mm. um, even though it's been sort of a major aspect of my life in the last year, yeah. just, just only the last year, mm. the reason I joined it was actually to find a mentor. Oh, okay. Not even to practice public speaking. Mm. I just wanted to find somebody who could be my Mm. confidant, be my guru.
2: Did you find someone?
0: I did not. Okay. It is a very harsh thing to say. Because I started crowdsourcing mentorship. Okay. I started Started... speaking to many people. Yeah, for sure. And I would take a little bit from Mm. each person.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. yeah so that's that was one of the reasons why but I, has it
2: helped you in your goal of whatever it is as a you were seeking a mentor to sort of grow as a person i'm guessing so has it helped you do that like over the last year like grow in different ways doing the toastmaster thing yes
0: and no hmm. the yes because i've picked up things that i wouldn't have picked up and okay. this but adds... that was
2: unexpected that was not an expected result that you wanted correct
0: a yeah. couple of learnings that i learned on the way hmm. i picked up on the way without even Knowing that I would learn is to organize my thoughts as I speak.
1: Mm.
0: I didn't think that was required, but Mm. now I know how much, how important it is to organize my thoughts as I speak. Mm. Sometimes even an elevator pitch of conveying something to somebody in a very short period of time Mm. to know that I need to open with something that catches their attention, put my meat into it, Mm. and then finish with a flourish at the end, so mm. because that person remembers me by that last sentence yeah. that I just said. Very simple tactic, but <laughs> Hard it, to do. it works wonders.
2: Yeah, also, it's simple. You say it's simple, but I don't think it's that simple to be able to do that in those parts themselves. So it takes years of practice to be able it to do It does take practice. Yeah.
0: So, which is why going anywhere, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's with friends, mm. you don't want to feel superficial because you're practicing. Mm. But you also just let the people around you know that, hey, this is something I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to learn a skill. Yeah. And I might suck at it, but hey, here's me trying.
2: See, that's I think that's the one thing that really stops me from trying new things is the fear of sucking at things. I am completely against the, like, even since I was a kid, I would never put out something that I did not already think was perfect. From my from my point of view, it might not be perfect from our point of view, but unless I thought it was perfect, I would not put it out. And as a kid, I was a lot more confident, which meant I wrote a lot of poetry, I wrote a lot of short stories, and I would just put it on the internet, send it to friends. I used to do this thing every night where I'd write a poem and send like just text message it to every friend that I have. And I used to do it, I did it for like, what, six months or something. And I was so confident in doing that, it must have been the worst poetry anyone's <laughs> ever read in their life but I did it so confidently and I can't do that anymore I have this fear of sucking so bad right now (laughs) like I'm afraid of um, failure at every point of turn which means I do so many things a lot less now
0: and I think growing up also means feeling secure yeah so it's different we have different methods of (laughs) I Feeling secure. Yeah. Maybe it's through validation from a partner. Yeah. Maybe it's from your boss who says, good job, Shama. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's through friends who really appreciate things that you do for them. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it depends on how we find security or that feeling of being secure.
2: It's also confidence, right? Security and confidence. Just the confidence of, I don't care what you think, I'm mm-hmm. still going to do it. Right, like the fear of like anything. Your criticism doesn't matter to me. I'm doing this because it makes me happy, hmm. which I'm scared of doing now. Like even though there are things that I might want to do just to make myself happy or just because I think it's fun to do, I might not do it just because I think other people will look at me like, what the fuck is she doing? You
1: know? Yeah, yeah.
2: So that's another barrier. That's definitely one thing that I should put down for reflection and sort of work on. another point of growing up. One for the future. Yes, definitely. So this podcast especially, like there were at least three times in the last four days when I thought maybe I should just tell you and cancel (laughs) because I was just so terrified. I didn't want to come on here and sound stupid. And then I was like, just do it. So this is me trying to do something and even if I suck, I don't care.
1: Yeah. yeah, The first step. The first First step step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: what it's about.
2: Of course, this beer is helping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Making us loosey goosey.
2: <laughs> uh, for the record, Nikhil is only drinking hot water. I'm drinking
0: <laughs> it's for beer. my radio voice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Should we? Um, I mean, this is like a very hard segue, but like a lot of the things that I was talking about were also tied in very closely to my core beliefs, which mm-hmm. is what you wanted to talk about, I'm guessing. Yes. Also. The reason
0: why I would. Talk about core beliefs Mm. is because I think core beliefs lead you to growing up.
2: Yeah.
0: You cannot, sometimes you pick up beliefs on the way which facilitate your growth. Mm. But sometimes there's stuff that's internal to you which you didn't know existed. But you figure out that it existed Mm -hmm. and you realize sometimes you identify them, sometimes you don't. Yeah. But lead you to a certain path of growth. Yeah have there been any revelations or instances for you where you realize like hey you
2: know what this
0: actually is my core belief
2: uh yeah so i was going to come to this core belief at the very end but since you since you asked this very specific question for me atheism arriving at my atheism was a very it happened very suddenly for me like i grew up in a very religious household and growing up, and I mentioned before, I grew up with my grandparents for my a significant part of my childhood, and it meant my grandmother was very, very religious, which meant every evening during sunset time is when you pray and all of that, right? So it meant me and my sister would sit down, and my grandmother had listed down these, like, shlokas or whatever, bhajans that we had to, like, sort of sing out or speak out so it meant half an hour to 45 minutes of every day this was us me and my sister chanting these things sitting down like there's the gods before us and this is what we did for uh, eight years nine years every single day and in addition to this we'd go to temples we had this like i don't know prayer meeting of sorts with other kids like you do in church right sunday school and all of that so a hindu version of that and i did all of these things without thinking about it, like it's part of daily life, this is what you do if you're a Hindu or if you're a kid or if, as a human being, this is what everyone's doing, if it's a Muslim kid or a Christian kid, they're also doing these things and I did not question it. For those 8 to 9 years, I actually did not question it and this was until I turned 15, 16 I think, and around that time when I when I turned 15 and I was in 10th grade, CBSE, all of this was happening. It, I think it tied into me reading certain books, suddenly my mind's sort of awakening to certain things, because one of the things I asked myself at that point was, what does all of this mean? Like, my grandmom made us chant these things, but I did not know the meaning of any of them, because they're all in Sanskrit or whatever, like very complicated languages, right? And I couldn't make head or tail of it. I couldn't, if I someone had asked me, what are you praying, I would not be able to explain it to someone. And it really sort of, Woke me up to the fact that I do not believe in any of these things that I'm doing. And it led me to later on, not when I was 15, but when I turned 16, 17, to ask myself do I really believe that this is real? That this is doing something for me? To, is there someone out there who's sort of controlling everything? And Hinduism is really co- confusing as a religion. Like, there are like hundreds of gods. No one's telling you exactly what to do with your life. There's no like strict moral code or a strict code of how to live your life within hinduism so it doesn't come with an easy manual no there's no i mean there are books like the but those are like fun stories to read they're not telling you what to do in your life right so it was um yeah so religion turning into an atheist it took like three to four years and it sort of cemented itself when i got to college but by then i had already decided i do not believe in god there's no point in praying and there's nothing's happening and it ties into another belief of mine which is I believe that all people are equal. And for me to believe that, religion would not help me believe that. A lot of religion, a lot of, um, yeah, most religions talk about divide, right? They don't talk about everyone coming together. At least that's my simplistic view of it. I'm sure there's a lot more in that. But yeah, for me, it just religion didn't explain the things that I believed in. So it led me to reject it. So yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. What about you though? You are also an atheist.
0: I wouldn't call myself an Agnostic? Atheist? Yes. Mm. For just the fact that I'm lazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't you ever want to get off the fence? <laughs>
0: Either way? Maybe, maybe I am already off the fence. Mm,
2: but you don't want to say it. Uh,
0: I don't want to be fighting for the non-existence.
2: Mm,
1: yeah, if, I If that. you know what that stands. Yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't want to be in any camp. Mm. I'm the person who believes that I exist now mm-hmm. and then when I pass away I cease to exist.
1: Yeah.
0: Simple as that. Yeah. And and it's it's super complicated to simplify in two minutes, five minutes mm-hmm. as to where all these beliefs come from. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, it's the books we read, yeah, it's, it's the everything. things that we yeah. watch, it's the people that we speak to. Yeah. It's it's a lot of things. And maybe spirituality could be another episode treatment. in <laughs> <Yeah>. itself. <laughs> So I don't even want to poke that bear right now.
2: No, <laughs> well, but the thing is, I'm always so, I'm, I've always been so confused about why so many of us are religious, right? A lot of people look to religion. I get it. Uh, you want faith. Faith is comforting. Uh, it also gives you a moral code about how to live your life. But do you really need religion to tell you what is right from wrong? Your parents should be telling you or you should just know what is. Shouldn't you, from life itself, growing up, you kind of know, you cannot steal, you must not lie, I mean, there are varying degrees to all of these, nothing is absolute, but do we really need something like religion to tell us how to lead our lives, right? You can get your moral codes from anywhere, you can get your, even faith, you can put your faith in people, or faith, faith in nature, and that's another part of spirituality, right? A lot of spirituality, not organized religion, but a lot of people who are spiritual believe in power of nature like nature gives us life so you believe in that so for me religion just doesn't make sense to me and i should be studying more about it like i've not made any sort of i've not made a deep dive into theology at all so i don't understand religion the way for me to completely reject it but it just doesn't sit right for me as a belief yeah
0: and and i find most of us or who primarily have a nine to five job and we do things on the side we never pick up a vocation and deep dive into it mm. to end up to a point where we're actually the advocates and experts in yeah. it, which is the unbecoming of <laughs> our generation. Generation, yeah. Maybe sure. I don't know because we're all like two-minute experts.
2: Yeah, because we, of social media, guys yeah, Because right? we don't have time. Yeah,
0: and we don't want no, to. No, we do
2: have time. We just don't do it because. See, again, I truly believe that there's no such thing as no time, because if we want to make time, we can make time. There's enough time. Yeah. But we just don't I'm do it. I'm with you. I'm with
0: you on 100%.
2: <laughs> because we we can make all the changes we want to our life and make time for anything that you really want to do. If you want to become an expert in theology, you can do it easily. You set us like one hour every day. It's the whole thousand-hour rule, right? Or is it 10,000 hours that you, become an, you need to put in 10,000 hours into something? Or... To call yourself an expert? Expert. Okay. You become an expert if you put in 10,000 hours into something. And it's something that you can actually, it's a quantifiable amount of time. You can decide how long it's going to take you. If you do half an hour every day, this is how long it'll take you. If you do two hours every day, this is (laughs) how long it'll take you. So, I don't think time is an excuse. Yeah, I'm I'm
0: laughing right now, you know why? Because... I'm sure there's a person out there who thinks, hey, time is relative, so I've done 10 (laughs) hours of research and now that in my life is worth 10,000 hours of research and now I call myself the (laughs) expert. expert."
2: Oh, there are so many experts out there though, armchair experts, right? Like everyone's like read one book and become an expert on things.
0: Do you listen to the podcast called Armchair Expert? No, I don't. So there is, yeah, it's by Dax Shepard.
2: Oh, I
1: love that guy. Yeah, he's He's super chilled out.
0: He doesn't, claim to be what he's not he's just funnily having conversations and actually one of the podcasts that i look up to Mm. and hopefully i can aspire to be in the shadows of dax shepherd that's
2: cool i've actually heard a couple of episodes with him but i think he was the guest and not the but he's amazing i love what he does
0: i might even borrow his opening line to this podcast welcome 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 (laughs)
2: oh that's sweet
1: super cheesy
2: (laughs) (laughs) i like that no dak shepard is amazing and i'm gonna check out the podcast for sure yeah so yeah that was about one of my core beliefs and you said religion is too big thing to poke into right now yeah yeah Yeah. but but we should should definitely address it yeah i'm I'm
0: all for addressing it yeah we should definitely but i think we shouldn't mishmash it With our (laughs) core topic today, which is growing up. But having said that, I do think that spirituality and the whole aspect of that in your life also leads to a certain kind of growth.
2: Yeah, for sure. Because I think for most children, you sort of adopt the values and beliefs of your parents first. And then you either reject it or decide to keep them. Right? So that's how you grow up. That's a major part of growing up. You either accept what you're being told or you reject that and make your own beliefs. So I accepted a lot of what my parents and my grandparents told me, but I also rejected a major portion of that, including religion. Was Religion was one of the major things that I did reject. And it's always been a point of contention, but it's fine. We've learned to live with it.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. A very recent core belief that I've discovered along the path mm. is to accept. The complexity.
2: Mm. Okay. What does
0: that mean? What I mean by accept the com- c- complexity mm-hmm. is whether it's people, whether it's situations. Yeah. Um, one of the schools of philosophy that really resonated with me is called stoicism. Okay. Where And the word of being called stoic. stoic. Yeah, I, I would
2: describe you as stoic. That's a very good word. And, and,
0: and stoicism, <laughs> the followers of stoicism said, just accept. Mm. That this is, it is what it is. Mm. And to me, not just accepting what things are for the way they are, but also realizing. Mm. It's not blindly accepting that this is what it is. Mm. It's also realizing that things are more complex than they seem. Yeah,
2: like it's not black and white, it's grey.
0: Yes. Mm. And and sometimes there's more forces in play that I might not even comprehend.
2: Mm. True. Yeah, that's interesting for me. Even for me, that's been a great learning and a growing up moment where everything's not black and white. I, I'm still a very black and white person when it comes to this is really right and you're wrong on certain things. Like politics for me is a very, you're either evil or you're good, right? <laughs> and it shouldn't be because I know not no one's good or complete, completely good or completely evil. Everyone's shades of gray. But for me, like politics is this like great theater of villainy, that comes to life every day when I read the papers. But I should I should realize that not every there's a gray in there, and not everything's you're either this or you're either that. There's a com combination of things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And just uh I'm thinking out loud. Maybe as a as we go through these podcasts, maybe I will add a little philosophical question mm. at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Which I think are great exercises just to think about stuff and get to make people think
2: yeah brainbusters. busters definitely.
0: yeah there's no right answer to it yeah no and we have to be comfortable with the fact that there isn't a right or wrong answer that... and
2: that you're arriving at the answer at your own time like you can be still figuring out the answer or you may never arrive at one but you're still working on it you shouldn't stop working on it just because there is no right or wrong answer right yeah. you're still supposed to try and work it out so yeah do you have another core belief that's
0: no, I'm, I'm all out. I'm fresh <laughs> really? out of core beliefs. <laughs>
2: oh, uh, I, Okay, so one of my other core beliefs is, I, I said this earlier, but equality. Mm-hmm. I've always, always, and this is something that I've had since I was a kid. Everyone's equal, whether you're black, white, or brown, whether you're male or female, whether you're any of it, like you're gay, bi, straight, whatever. Everyone should be equal and everyone should treat each other equally. And I felt, and I definitely feel that if everyone felt that way, the world would be a better place. Definitely. It would make such a great improvement if everyone just looked at each other and said, hey, you're like me. There's no difference. Just because you look different doesn't make you any different from me. And not just in your daily life. Like, I want the state or the governments to also view everyone as equal. Mm -hmm. And that would definitely make a great difference in how we live and the world improving and all of that shit. Yeah. It's, it's a very simplistic way of putting it, but it's a very, very core belief of mine. And I always feel that this is how I want to treat people and that this is how I want to see people being treated.
0: Yeah. I have a very micro version of mm. this macro equality thing, yeah. which is fairness.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: And maybe that's why I love board games. Because <laughs> that it's a great level is of... a little uh, clay model of, what fairness or equality really means Mm. when you're in an environment which has certain rules and you have to play within those rules you find out if if the rules are really fair Mm. and you also get comfortable with the idea that sometimes rules were set in place at a certain point of time to cater to a certain characteristic or environment but rules can be changed Changed. also not all laws unless except if they're axioms or laws of nature, <laughs> yeah, where then exactly. you know the sun is where it is and yeah. the moon is where it is. Yeah,
2: like science, but, you don't like obviously screw around with science, but like yeah. yeah, things that are made by man, man-made laws, man-made ideas, are they should evolve? Why yeah. should they be the same things that were made 500 years ago? It doesn't apply to us anymore. We've changed as society. We've changed as people. We are continuously evolving. Laws and rights and how we look at people should evolve with that, right? Yeah very small things, like things like people refusing to call pe- other people their correct pronoun, it's not that hard really, like it might, like I hate people who say, oh how are we going to keep all of this in our head, it's not that difficult, if someone's asked you to call them by the correct pronoun, it's not that hard, you are not going to forget, it's a small thing that you can do to make someone feel included and inclusive, you should do it, right, yeah. so these are small things that we can do to make other people feel good and why would you not want to make someone feel good?
0: Right. Yep, Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, small things. It makes me angry all the time. But it's, yeah.
0: Yeah, for those who can't see right now, Sharma is actually fuming. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she's laughing, you can hear that laughter, but she's actually fuming. It, it,
2: I'm very passionate <laughs> she's, about she's it. She's
0: right red in the face right now. <laughs> no,
2: that's probably the beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and as I say this, the weather in Dubai is also changing. Oh my god,
2: yes. It's it all is, cloudy.
0: It's super cloudy. It's dark in the house.
2: Are you still feeling cold?
0: No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm so warmed up in this conversation.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's my two core beliefs.
0: Very so good. And believe it or not, we're actually beyond our mark, mark. We thought <laughs> was hard to achieve.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad. This was fun. Was
0: so yeah. Fun. So do you have any parting notes or summarize anything that we've spoken about? Or what is your key takeaway
2: today? Uh, my key takeaway is definitely that I think I... I sell myself short when it comes to speaking, I think. I, I do have things to say, I just have to keep at it, keep saying them and uh, make myself, put myself out there more, which I've stopped doing, which I used to do and I haven't been doing and I sh- want to do more
0: of. Yeah, so. Find the time to do it and yeah. practice, practice, practice.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that was amazing. See, I came away learning something, that's awesome
0: very good and I hope that anybody listening to this also (laughs) learns a little bit more
2: yeah
0: Uh, I'll try to organize this as much as possible this is literally our first step into this foray as we pick up obviously we would love criticism Mm -hmm. we would love feedback anything that we can touch upon things that we have Exchanged ideas as simpletons mm. if you think there's ways that we could broaden our horizons
2: Yeah, th- this is coming from zero research, so maybe like as time goes on there will be more thought potential like, More reading,
0: like, yes. all of that so, yeah. If there's suggested is... reading, suggested watching, definitely yeah. This is
2: very guess, off the cuff
0: yeah. Let us know Yeah, yeah. Very cool, well Woo! Shama, thank awesome. you for your time ah. High five all around <laughs> Did you hear that clap? And uh, that is the end of episode
2: one. Yay! Ciao.
0: Hey, if you made it this far, then definitely give yourself a pat on your back. Because Shama and I definitely are. I'm stoked you found our conversation interesting and would love to hear your thoughts on it. What did we do well? What can we improve? Let me know in the comments. Slide into my DMs. Or even better, give me a good old telephone call or come speak to me. Stay tuned for the Feb episode, so catch you on the next one.